go to God in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. We thank you for being Jesus and being obedient to the will of God. We thank you for your saving grace that saves all who are at hearing the sound of my voice. Gracious Heavenly Father, I ask you to move me behind the cross so that your word will not only be a word of grace and mercy, but for those who need a word of conviction, let it penetrate their hearts, their minds, and their souls. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Tell us the stories of Jesus. Ushers, I thank you for your service this morning. The Agape Special Choir, thank you for being present and accounted for. Miss Norman, Miss Lloyd, and all of the praise dancers and youth and young adults who participated in worship this morning. Give them a hand clap of praise. Miss Jackie Gunner, thank you for all that you've done, the spiritual movers of God. Our drummer, Miss Vanessa, and our lady on the piano, Miss Brenda. Thank you this morning. I thank all those who have prepared the behind the scenes for the worship to be a worship for God. What a mighty God we serve and what a mighty story occurs on Palm Sunday morning. Though palms are present and at the close of service, I would invite you to come to the altar and receive your palms. It's here. It's for you. This is fresh palm. This is the first time in my life I've received palm in this manner. I've received it in various other ways. But this palm has a little thorn on the end. And we have to remember that's something like the story of Palm Sunday. At the end of all the glory and all the Hosanna praise, there's a little thorn on the end. What happened on Sunday today and what happens by the end of the week is a very different story in Jerusalem. He came on a cult into Jerusalem. And the crowd screams, Hosanna, Hosanna. Some of us think that Hosanna means glory. We mix it up with hallelujah praise, but we fail to realize the translation of Hosanna is save me. Save me, O Lord. Save me, O Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. They were also confused with who was really coming into town. The crowd assembled and wanted to know who was this that was coming. By the end of the scripture, they simply say, it's Jesus the prophet. It's Jesus that, that you know, that guy that lives around the corner in Nazareth. You know the one. You saw him 
do those miracle things. But some recognize who he really was. So if I had to give this sermon a title, it'd simply be, Guess Who's Coming to Town? What happened? What did Jesus do when he was on his way to Jerusalem? What does Palm Sunday really mean to us today? These are just a few of the questions that exploded in my mind when I began to prepare this this sermon. I spoke with Jackie Gunner and I said, Jackie, I need the students to give me a today view. So when you got the report from WGOD, that was a 21st century moment of them looking at what really happened. When we explore the text, it doesn't tell us a whole lot. But it tells us enough to realize that they weren't sure who was coming into town. In the first century, news basically traveled by word of mouth. They said, hey, 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 somebody's coming to town. Somebody else said, I think it's Jesus. Then somebody else, can you see them saying, well, do, do you know who he is? But maybe they didn't meet him personally, so maybe they were confused. And, and the buzz was going around everywhere and all over Jerusalem. People were asking the same question. Who is coming to them? Well, if you go back to Matthew 21, 2, Jesus knew where he was going. He had already made a pre-plan for transportation. In verse 2, he sends two of his disciples, go into town, you'll see a donkey and a little calf. If anybody asks, who and why, tell them Jesus already made these transportation arrangements. He got this. It was already arranged by Jesus Christ. Jesus knew what he was doing. He knew why he was coming to town, and he knew how he was going to get there, but he also knew what would happen later on in the week. For you see, he had already gave his disciples a glimpse of what was going to happen. When we talked about it early in February, Transfiguration Sunday, they knew this day was coming, but they hoped this wasn't it. So they figured if we could just play it off. If you don't say nothing, I'm not going to say nothing. But he told the disciples, I already had this event. Go into town and unleash that ducky and that calf and have it brought to me. So when I come in, I'm coming in as the king. I'm coming in even though they don't know why I'm coming, even though they don't understand the symbolism, because it's only the book of John that actually talks about it being palms laid upon him, cloaks being thrown upon the donkey, lifting him up, because each of the gospels peeps at it a totally different way. But they send forth and recognize, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna is coming. But they say Hosanna as though they're speaking of the individual. But it's a proclamation to the one who rode in on the donkey that says, Save me, save me, save me. 
And so I say to you this morning, it's not enough to know who's coming to town and miss the reason for the visit. It's not enough to say, guess who's coming to town and you don't know why they're visiting. You and I have both received visitors in our life. As we prepare at our homes when somebody comes, we say, who's coming, how are they coming, when are they coming, how long are they going to stay, and are they going to have to stay overnight at my house? You know that tells you whether how much you're clean, how much you'll straighten up. If they're only coming for a little visit, you'll put it in the side closet. But if they come in long and that's the closet in the room they're going to sleep in, you won't do that room. Tell the truth, shame the devil. You know when we have visitors how we act. As Donnell was saying, that's, we need visitors to come to our house because that way I know for sure Jackie will do something about that other room. Amen, life. It's all good. Sometimes we be moving too fast and we say, oh, we're getting company. Honey, are they staying three days or a couple hours? I have to believe the first century Christians had some of the same challenges. Maybe they didn't have the same stuff at their house, but, you know, they said, who's coming? How long is he staying? What's he going to do? How should we act? And everybody didn't get the message because they gave it orally. They said it in the middle of the town square. He's coming. Your king is coming. Maybe some people weren't there that morning that it was proclaimed. Maybe others didn't understand what the depth of this proclamation was. So they didn't come to town. They said, we done seen one king, seen one, seen them all, ain't no thing. We ain't coming to town. But they missed the reason for his coming. Well, you see, if you look at Matthew 21, 4, it tells us that he came for the fulfillment of the prophetic word from Zechariah. Zechariah said that a king would come and he would ride umbling on the back of a donkey's calf and come into town and change our lives. Zechariah wanted people to understand, and this Act in the New Testament was the fulfillment of that prophet's word. For you see, a commentary writer put it like this, the king would be righteous, and he would be a saving king. His triumphant entry would set him above all kings of kings. He would be victorious in his mission. For you see, the king was coming to set us free. He came into Jerusalem. People proclaimed his name. And they called, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. The people then had to no longer guess who was coming. They knew he was the son of God. They knew he was the son of man. He knew it was the great Messiah. They knew that Jesus Christ was coming not just for a casual visit. For you see, he came into a town that was full of excitement, arrived with proclamation, but yet still there was trouble. Because everybody was trying to figure out, who in the world is this on this donkey? 
Is he your king? Is he the king of the Jews? Who is this person? Our students presented the question rather well. Why did he come? The entry was no secret. The crowd struggled with Jesus' identity, but he came anyway. He claimed himself. He knew who he was. But when they couldn't get the answer, what did they say? Well, I think he's a prophet from Nazareth. Do you think he's a prophet from Nazareth? I hope you know that he's more than just what they thought he was. He was not the prophet of Nazareth. He was born in Galilee. He was born of a man, born of God. He was greater than just a prophet from Galilee. For you see, when I asked you, do you know who's coming? And you say yes, but when you know that you know that you know who he is, you ought to be excited that he came for you and me. He came to save us, for Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is our Lord of Lords. Jesus is the Rose of Sharon. Jesus is the light of the world. The Son of God, the Son of Man. He's both the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. All that we say that he is, he is that and more. He is our all in all. He is the great I am. But they thought he was a hero. Psalm 118 puts it like this. He says he's good. In his steadfast love endures forever. The character of Jesus is proclaimed. You are my God, and I exalt you to the highest. Oh, give faith, for his love is steadfast. Miss Tina had this as part of a proclamation the other day, and we read this in our, our Wednesday study, and it was just such a good word. Oh, give thanks for his steadfast love endures forever. So I say to you this morning, who is he? He's all that in a bag of chips plus some. Who is he? He is the king of kings, the alpha and the omega. He is the light and morning star. He is the morning of the mornings. He is the rising and the setting of the sun. He is. All that you can say is plus one. But the preciousness of it all is he died for you and for me. Thank you, Jesus, that he died for us. Thank you for Palm Sunday. Thank you for the fact that he came in on a rented donkey. It wasn't even his. He just said, let me put my transportation on hold. But he came for you and for me. On this Palm Sunday, it's no longer a guessing game who came to town. It's good to know that Jesus came to town, that he arrived on a cult, and the crowd cheered him, and they proclaimed Hosanna, but they didn't get the whole picture. It's like getting an A in the course, and you don't remember what the course was about. Some of y'all will get that later on the way home. 
but to claim him to be a prophet and not to recognize he's your Savior is missing the point. His identity is not unknown. His mission is not unknown. And today, we are part of a great kingdom building process. Just as he came then, he continues to come now and offer us grace and mercy and salvation because he is our Lord. Do you know him? Do you know who he is? Or do you still think he's just a prophet from Galilee? Don't feel bad. We've all been at a point where we didn't know him like we know him now. We've all been at a point and we set him to the side and said, Jesus, I'll get back with you because I got this handle. We've all known him a different way. But if we walk by faith and not by sight and stand on this victory, we'll say unto him, oh, no, he's not a prophet. I beg to differ. He's the king. So I say to you this morning, stand on your feet. And give a hallelujah and a hosanna praise to the King of kings and the Lord of lords and Jesus in the highest. As we sing this morning, I am.